Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to episode 90 of the Women's Running Podcast. I am your host, Esther Newman. In this episode, Holly and I launch into it with the week's headline event, Holly's fight with one of Bath's resident herring gulls. One stressful day later, and bolstered with a tetanus jab, she is fine and has used the experience to boost our stats on the podcast. Good girl. Then, much less interestingly, I ran the London Vitality 10,000 on Monday, so we talk about that experience, who was running, how I found it, the course, the time. We interrupt this lovely race news to talk to the scummy mummies, one of which, the lovely Helen, was also running the V10K on Monday as well. We've been wanting to talk to the scummies for ages, so we're thrilled to have them on. We asked them about their running, their enduring friendship and the big life changes that Helen has been through over the past couple of years. Be warned, it's a bit sweary, but then aren't we always? We finish up with a couple of embarrassing moments which we have loved, so do please continue to send in as we really enjoy hearing about your moments as it makes us feel so much better about our own. This podcast is sponsored by Lucy Lockett Loves. Fall in love with their amazing activewear, snuggly hoodies and jumpers, funky dungarees, and so much more. Whether you're running marathons, going to the movies, or playing in the park with the little ones, Lucy Lockett Loves has something for everyone. Check out their full range at www.locketloves.com. And for a whopping 20% off, you can use the code RUN20 at the checkout. God, how's your morning been? Well, I was going to say, not sure why. Um, don't know what I've eaten. Very simple pasta last night. But Hi. I have got this morning the occasional running to the loo fiasco. <gasps> I, I have no oh, idea no. why. Doesn't usually oh, happen. No. But uh, so far, I'm fine. Like I've made yeah. it every time. 
but I don't know why it's happened this morning. But despite oh. that, I'm in quite jolly spirits today. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How about you? Uh, yeah, quite. Um, it's a really short week for me um, because of uh, being out the office yesterday. Well, out of the home office yesterday mm-hmm. and then uh, out the office again on Friday. Yes, you're in Bristol on Friday, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it feels quite um, stressful. And then we got the NRS on Saturday. So it's kind of, uh, there's just lots. I was saying I today yesterday that I'm having to say to myself quite a lot, one day at a time, one day at a time. And that's clearly not working because I woke myself up this morning with like the mother of all teeth dreams like I dreamt that a molar was really wobbly I know I know and then and then it ended or I woke up as I was feeling bits of teeth in my mouth that I was trying to spit out (laughs) which is uh, what I've heard teeth falling out dreams are synonymous with change I think Oh, is it? Change and stress anxiety classic anxiety yeah so um Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm oh, not feeling... Oh, sorry. I hate those. Mine always manifest yeah. themselves in, in plane crash streams when I'm oh, stressed. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. God, that's awful. I know. Oh. <laughs> I'll say that to you now, a month after we've been on a plane together. But <laughs> Yeah, don't do that again. Yeah, yeah plane crashes are always my, my fear. Ay, ay, ay. That's horrible. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but how how are you? Anyway, have you recovered from the events of last week yes shall I tell everybody detail? about it <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm not I don't so, know if I'm laughing because it was quite stressful and horrible for you so. I know at, on the day it was stressful but now it's hilarious so <laughs> I didn't tell you what what I was I was doing I because I, I popped into town for lunch mm. also because I was going to book an I, 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 if I say this on the podcast, it's going to be real. But I, I was also going to book in that I'm going to get a tattoo. <gasps> what? I know oh we should probably God. save that for another podcast episode. <laughs> um, but it's, I'm very excited about it. It's sort of um, going to be a, a, a lovely thing, symbolic of sort of strong women. And I've got my family. Yeah. I haven't sort of got like mum with a heart through it or anything. But I've got things no. that for me, I have. Yeah. I've got things for me are going to be nicely symbolic of my family. Anyway, yeah. I was popping down to go and book it in. Yeah. And I was in Kingsmead Square and I was five minutes early and I thought I'll just quickly grab a wrap from Sainsbury's it was a uh-huh. mozzarella and tomato and pesto wrap that's the offending wrap and delicious. I quickly sat on a bench to have a quick lunch before popping in to book this thing and um I was eating my wrap oh. and suddenly this sort of I, I sort of thought maybe I'd been punched in in the hand or some something was I was aware very consciously that something was happening but I I, I couldn't logically process what was going on yeah. until I looked down and saw that a seagull had me by the thumb <laughs> <gasps> oh my I think god in my memory it had me by the thumb yeah but I think maybe all that really happened was it's it was had the had the rap yeah and and I was collateral damage I don't think it, yeah. it intended to but what happened was a seagull bit me and I texted Esther <laughs> a picture it was bleeding a bit wasn't it it was a bit scary it was. Yeah. yeah yeah it was a bit and, scary uh, but mainly as a bit of a hypochondriac the fear was 
what do you do if a seagull bites you? And I kept thinking about its horrible beak and where it had been. And I didn't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know where the beak had been. No. It was really freaky. I didn't like that at all. But luckily, so I looked it up online immediately yeah. and went, what that do you do if a seagull bites you? <laughs> yeah. Were you on your own? No, I was with Cara. So I, oh, I was, okay. so she went yeah. into back into the Sainsbury's to buy a bottle of water, which we poured over my thumb. Yeah. Which apparently is the right thing to do. Um, then she said, I was like, let's just go home. I can't remember actually whether I thought it would be fine or she thought it would be fine. It's all a bit of a blur, but one of us was going, it'll be fine. Let's not. And the other one was like, maybe, maybe it needs a doctor or something. But mm. luckily because we were right next to this tattoo place, we popped in and said, hello, I've just been bit by a seagull. And they had <laughs> probably the second most sterile environment you could be in. So yeah. they came and gave me anti-back and stuff. And then one of them, one of them told me, she was like, oh, bitten by a seagull, is it? Happened to my granddad the other day, trying to trying to take his no. sausage roll. No. And, and she said, got him by the neck, throttled him. What? I know. God. So this woman is going to get her granddad on. <gasps> if I ever see that seagull again, oh. I'll get her granddad on him. Do you, well, you reckon it's the same seagull? <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. Seagull. Oh, the granddad thre- throttled the seagull. The granddad throttled. Oh, I no, thought no, you the meant seagull, the seagull I don't think seagulls have opposable thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> no, the granddad throttled the seagull. So she Jesus. was like, I'll get my granddad on you. Oh, if, oh my god! On the seagull, if if I yeah. if you ever see him again, that's a scary Which of course Was all a bit silly because I'm yeah. never going to recognise the seagull again. But it was my oh. favourite joke of the day. Going, if I ever see that seagull again, <laughs> Doug's favourite joke of the day. On the other hand, was chop it off before you turn into a seagull. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, it was all okay because of previous seagull experience. The tattoo parlor said you should ring the doctor. So, yeah. and luckily, this was lunchtime. So I think it happened at about sort of one o'clock or something. And then my um, doctors in, do a sort of morning thing and an afternoon thing of releasing appointments. You know, the yeah. when you ring up a yeah. ring up a GP. But they gave me, and this is no shade to GPs here because I fully appreciate the stress and strain that we're under post-pandemic, but they gave me a phone appointment for a seagull bite. Yeah. So obviously I waited an hour and a half or something till half past three for them to call me back. Yeah. Meanwhile, I had got back home, was messaging you and was yeah. saying hello i am answering emails but i have been bitten by seagull <laughs> yeah. um so might not might not be huge huge output this afternoon <laughs> and then um the um yeah the gp rung back and of course said oh you know sounds sounds okay but i can't see it so you will have yeah. to go to any which is slightly frustrating though you know i do, again appreciate yeah. My general experience with the NHS was amazing because then off I went, I trotted off to A&E and the whole time, this was when it wasn't so painful anymore and I was starting mm. to go, I'm going to A&E because I've been bitten by a seagull. And then I turned up at the reception and I said, hello, I've been referred by my GP because I've been bitten by a yeah. seagull. And n- at no point did any of, any of the sort of medical staff that I spoke to 
were they shocked by the fact that I'd been bitten by a seagull? But they were all uh. very interested and we had to have a sort of 10 minute conversation each time going, <laughs> God, they are vicious. And, how, how did I, and where did it come from? And, and have was this it, conversation every saying, time. What did you do to antagonize the seagull, Holly? Were you throwing stuff at yeah, it? No or? one victim blamed me. Thank God. <laughs> it, they were all on my side. And the, se- the seagull good. was the, we were yeah. concentrating on how seagulls should probably change their behavior rather than how yeah. I should change mine. No, no, no one asked you what you were wearing or anything like no, that. No, no one asked no. me what I was wearing. <laughs> No. <laughs> a couple of people did ask me what I was eating and apparently <laughs> apparently they must like cheese I thought they were only really interested in meat but maybe it's the pesto maybe it's the pesto yeah, yeah. they probably were sorely disappointed it was tasty for me but it was quite a healthy wrap you know it was yeah. sort of it, I don't think it would have been a seagull's cup of tea no. um, but but yeah so this <laughs> reception said oh have you oh okay and then it, the word sort of got round and as I went on I went to the triage nurse and she went seagull and oh, I was like God. yeah it's me she took a look <laughs> at me and then she went well I have to admit I have had experience with she was like it looks it looks okay but I have I haven't had you know I've I've been sort of trained with what to do with dogs and cats and stuff but I really don't know what to do with a seagull bite so she referred me to a a doctor who knew a bit more presumably about seagulls I don't know I don't know and then I waited a bit and eventually I saw this amazing woman who was complete legend she was uh, just exactly who I needed because she was finding the whole thing very funny but also quite serious um and it turned out, fun fact for anybody who, I love this stuff. It all kind of slightly felt like being in a sort of Grey's Anatomy and I was quite excited <laughs> by it all. But she tried to pry apart my cut, which was not very pleasant. <gasps> oh. but I know, because what she was looking for was if it had scratched the tendon. it hadn't thank goodness she couldn't pry it apart very well so she said it's sorry 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 oh god stop saying those words (laughs) okay i'm so sorry but i must warn everybody that's what you're looking for do go to the doctors if you ever get bitten by a seagull or such and it's 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 your tendon that you should be worried about but hadn't touched the tendon I was all good all I needed in the end was a tetanus injection just to make sure because obviously it had broken the skin so I had a tetanus injection and I went on my way and discovered to my joy that you can drink because this was at the start of the bank holiday weekend Esther's first concern was she was like what are you going to do with that bottle of wine in the fridge? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you can in fact drink after a tetanus injection and can confirm no side effects apart from the wine was really, really needed and desired after that experience. I tell you what, this podcast is turning into like um, the seventh emergency service, isn't it? So, like, if anyone's yeah. had any kind of animal bite, they just need to listen to this. Listen to this episode. Let's call yeah. it. What you know, to do in the event medical of... information from professionals <laughs> on what to do if you get this? <laughs> oh, Holly, and how how is the wound now? But don't the wound's say... fine. Look, if I I can show you, it no, won't do much good. I'm not okay, looking. sorry, no, it won't do much good because for for the listener. Uh, the yeah. wound is it's on my thumb. There's a scrape from the beak, and then there's a little sort of uh, hole. Say, there's there's a stop little it. sorry. Stop it. It's fine. No, seriously. It's fine. Don't do it. It's all good now. For for the listener, there is some wound there, but 
we're not going to describe it in detail because it's making me feel all weird. Okay. <laughs> I'm not all a good nurse. It was well tell? in the end. And it was, uh, but, but I have to admit, every time I've sort of walked in town or gone outside and, and I've heard seagulls, I've put my hands in my pocket. So I've sort of. Oh, God. I know. What so if it attacks one... your face next? What you... <laughs> oh, God, takes my nose off. I did look it up and I don't want to give anybody, I don't want to freak anybody out, but I did look it up and they can take your thumb off, I think. Oh, my God. Really? Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm... Maybe, maybe that. Isn't that maybe... a swan? I think that's a swan. I can't actually remember whether, yeah, whether, whether I, whether I looked that up or not or whether uh, I just made it up at the time. Yeah. But at the time hell. I thought it could have done. Um, oh, I've got, I can I can even push this podcast into the realms of natural history by saying uh, you were not bitten, Holly Taylor, by a seagull. What was I? But it, can beaks not bite? Uh, beaks probably can bite. Um, another but, epi- another potential name of the yeah. episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it wasn't a seagull. That's the thing. Because seagulls oh, only was, live by the sea. It's it a, was herring, a, it's a oh. herring gull. A herring gull. Yeah, those big, those big buggers that are yeah. like, that, that are basically seagulls, but they're but sense, in they look like they've got a bit of blood dripping off the, their beaks. Do you they know what do. I mean? They yeah, do. and they live. Blood they thirsty. live here. Like we're not by the coast, are we? But they're, but they're here because of rubbish. They're here um, because of Sainsbury's mozzarella and tomato wraps on park benches. They flock here because of that. Yeah, yeah. And I felt really guilty because you know all those bins around Bath. I don't know whether anybody else lives anywhere that has this. <laughs> Well, they're not seagull. We've got a bunch of bins that have got a big picture of a seagull on that say in all sorts of different languages, don't feed the seagulls. seagulls. And I (laughs) felt really guilty that I I had, in fact, unwittingly contributed to, you know, that seagull now is going to think he can get away with that. Yeah, it's like this is where I get my sandwiches from. Yeah, it's got he's, he's got his think... mates back, the big ones, the really big seagulls. They're all herring gulls, yeah. and they're all coming back for their sandwiches. We need more no, people but... like that tattoo artist grandfather who yeah. throttled the seagull. <laughs> I'm seagull. not condoning violence against animals. That's probably illegal. It probably is illegal. In fact, uh, I, sorry, I'm bursting with seagull stories, or in fact, herring gull stories. <laughs> herring gull stories. But, yeah. Um, but I did hear of somebody once who who kicked a seagull because they oh. came for their chips or whatever. Yeah. And the seagull, I don't know whether it died, but, you know, maybe seagull did suffer some injuries from being booted. Oh, yeah. And they, the person faced criminal act. You know, they were, they were fined or, I don't know, they had their day in court. <laughs> Goodness. Well, there you go. It's up there it's with the picking seagull blue bells, in the, isn't it? In the, in the sort of defence box. Oh, squawking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with crutches and its wings in little stuff <laughs> or like kind of a, a neck, neck brace <laughs> oh dear uh, anyway yeah I, I was really excited to tell that story on the podcast because it when exciting. it happened it was a bit scary and I did I was a bit wobbly when I was texting you about it because <laughs> it was one of those things that it was so funny to everybody else but yeah. actually when it happens to you it's quite scary and a bit sad and you, you got a bit of a wobbly lip but you have to go oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic yeah. yeah when actually it was quite scary um it, well, and nobody yeah, cared happy. nobody <laughs> nobody offered me a helping hand if that happened to someone <laughs> near me I'd go are you all right do you want me to get you a bottle of water do you want me to want a plaster yeah. No one no uh, one gave a shite. They all just carried on. 
I think it happens too often. Maybe people yeah. are just sort of used to it. They just think, oh, well, you know, we've all been attacked by seagulls. We've got the wounds to Get prove over it. it. She's Ooh, just the, the latest of, in a long line. bleeding from your thumb. Yeah. Get a, I, I've, I lost a, lost a whole hand lost to a, a limb. seagull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, herring gull. Herring gull, yeah. Herring gull, herring gull. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, actually. I thought you were going to just say gull, but herring gull is new to me. I'm mm. going to take great pleasure in correcting everybody from now on with that. <laughs> I love that. If, if my bit of received wisdom is actually right, but let, let's pretend it is. Let's yeah, uh, go on. Yeah. If we want it to be, it is. Yeah, um, I think so. I think so. You've, you've got stuff to talk about, but do we want to talk about it now or do we want to uh, rewind time to when we were speaking to scummy mummies? Um, I will. I'll chuck a bit in now and I'll chuck a okay. bit in afterwards because we okay. do have the scummy mummies coming up in a sec. Um, but uh, yeah, so on Monday, I ran the Vitality yes. 10,000, London Vi- Vitality 10,000. I must try and get it all right because mm-hmm. I keep on saying 10K. It's not called a 10K, it's called 10,000. Um, yeah, so I did that Monday and um, one half of the Scummy Mummies was doing it too. Um, so we're, yeah, I'm speaking to, well, we we're speaking to them in a couple of minutes. Did you see um, her on I I didn't actually day. see her. I didn't actually see her. And um, we ran a very similar time um helen and mm-hmm. uh but i don't know if she ran in the same wave as me so okay that would have changed it so um but yeah it was it was uh it was fantastic it's a really nice day it's like a really nice good weather and stuff um and i was staying with my dad so it wasn't too far away um and it was just um it was lovely it was it was big it was another big one um uh, i can't remember how many people were in it it was kind of in the kind of teens of thousands oh sort of really maybe 16, okay. 000, something like that um yeah and it was so it felt it felt big um but there was a proper sort of uh runner's village vibe to it so loads of there was um a green park that's next to the start line um loads of loos um loads of volunteers loads of really really friendly volunteers all wearing pink jackets so easily recognizable and stuff so all of that was really lush yeah and so um i was running in the celebrate you wave so this was yeah I would say I was going to say like with Bryony Gordon, but I wasn't with Bryony. I don't know where she she was kind of somewhere else. She was setting off on a slightly different pen. But we were the last wave of the day. There were kind of um, six or seven waves, um, and they were all timed until the last two. So they were all like, you know, if your last ten k was you'd done it in like twenty minutes, then you'd be at the start and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last two waves were there was a run for Ukraine wave just before us, where everyone's uh, the price of everyone's entry had gone to. Uh, to charity to help people of Ukraine and then our wave that was the celebrate you wave so our, neither of our waves were timed mm-hmm. and actually <gasps> I love that yeah it was it was it was lovely it was lovely but um I mean what I mean so is you could use a you know you can you presumably use Strava or something but you no 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 no. I mean it was chip timed what I mean oh, I is see. what I mean is it wasn't timed in that I wasn't put into a pen with everyone else that was going to run it in the same time as me oh so, so it's just themed yeah it was themed exactly mm-hmm. yeah so all the waves in front it was like if you could if you if you were going to run it between 30 and 40 minutes between 40 and 50 yeah. minutes between blah 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 and then when it came to us we were sort of we were just running for the theme of our wave. Got and you. I was imagining there just wasn't a clock and you, I quite liked the escapism of that. <laughs> uh, sadly, there was. Sadly, we were all timed. Um, and it was, yeah, it was. And, and I think there was um, uh, benefits and drawbacks to that because for me, um, 
what was lovely was the atmosphere of being in the wave that you were in and having that kind of it, it felt quite joyous and stuff like that but it did mean on the other side that if you were trying to get a PB which in the end I decided I was about halfway through it meant that you were sort of weaving in and out of people a okay bit, um, because you had the people that were running in the waves before you um as well as your own wave to kind of try and try and get yourself around um but yeah it was lovely and apparently you get to see all the sights of london but i was looking at my garmin and my feet for most of it so i did pb neiman pb neiman had one thing on her mind i know and i didn't it's a stupid thing wasn't it it was like yet again it's another one of those berlin things where it was like I'm just running this to run it. It's fine. No pressure, blah, blah, blah. But then, and then as soon as you started, you thought, oh, as soon as you started, I think, I oh, hang on, it's really flat. I think I could, yeah. I tell you what, I'm going to do it with you next year. I'm really jealous. I don't really know why I didn't do it. Yeah, no, it, I... I did... I just thought it might be a, be, it might be a bit too much at the moment. And I suppose I hadn't... Yeah. I just had to not do the Berlin because of my foot and when we were talking about it so I was like I'll just say no for the moment but yeah next year I would love to do it with you and I'm even thinking but this is this is so me a couple of weeks ago we were saying we'd never do this but looking at all the pictures might do it in my pants do it in your pants oh my god I was just looking now. at pictures of Bryony on yeah. Instagram just now and I was like it just looks so liberating and so fun it did look really nice. Yeah, because I passed them. Um, mm. and her and Sharifa, Annie Price. I didn't see Carrie Hope, but I know she was sort of around there. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie Hope Fletcher. So, so, yeah, there was a bunch of them in pants. And, there, and I could see also that there were sort of like, like Bryony and Sharifa and stuff. They had their names on the back of their pants. Yeah. But there were plenty of other women running in that wave that didn't have their names on their pants. They, ju- they just chose to wear their pants and be kind of celebratory um, and that, that was that was really lovely. Yeah, so that was a really nice, had a really lovely feel to it. I did not run in just my pants. I did wear no. pants, but I, I was fully clothed up to my... I was probably wearing, and, and it pains me to say it, probably wearing too many clothes, actually. It was quite warm. <laughs> was it so, warm um, on Monday? I can't really remember what was going on on Monday. It was too warm for a long sleeve top for running a 10K, particularly if okay. you're pushing yourself a bit. Um, which it turned out I was mm. and I must admit when I finished because it was quite it turns out that running a 10k sort of at your limit is quite a painful experience and um, um, my friend Laura who I did the 26 mile trail run the weekend before she texted afterwards and asked how I'd done and I said I didn't actually find it as comfortable as the 26 miles which seems like a really st- stupid like weird thing to say but she, you were she, at your sort of real threshold because you're running faster mm. and um and it was horrible so well not horrible but <laughs> that's that's being too but it was it was definitely way more painful than running yeah. 26 miles on trails way more painful and i remember having a conversation with damien hall um a couple of years back and i remember him saying or he he'd been quoted as saying that he wouldn't run a marathon again because they're too fast for him which seemed like, or, or he said too short and too fast. And I didn't really get it, but I'm beginning to get it. Like, mm. I, I don't have that, I don't have the same parameters as him because he's talking about the difference between a marathon and running 268 miles or something. My my parameter is marathon, trail and 10K. But I I am beginning to think that a 10K, particularly a road 10K, is too short and 
too fast for me because I don't I don't okay. like the intensity of pushing my speed because I found it so like I, I at one point I did think I was going to puke yeah because I was just going too fast Aww. so um yeah so didn't but that said so you, you learned potentially longer distances are your yeah, jam I think so yeah I think so I think yeah longer distances with some walking in them I, uh, uh, I think uh, I'm with you as well. I think, remember when we did the virtual one last year? Yeah. That was Vitality, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. I was thinking, I'd run, we'd run a half marathon not long before. And I was like, whatever, this is going to be absolutely fine. And yeah. I had, I had a bit of a horrific experience. And I think it's because you're going, if you're doing a half or something, you're mentally prepared for a yeah. long, long, slow plod and to go, to reserve your energy and your mental kind of faculties you're kind of going like right don't get too excited because you've only done a 13th of it or whatever yeah whereas I think with a 10k I just wasn't as prepared with those kind of mental games with the physical like holding back so that I would have energy at the end and yeah. that was when I did the jelly the jelly baby crash the jelly so baby I think, crash yeah yeah I think I'm with you I think longer longer plods but that doesn't yeah. mean that you know I think I'd do a 10K, but maybe the answer is 10K without trying. You've got your PB now. Maybe maybe just say that's your PB and, and don't, don't try and beat it. Go, don't try go and beat slow. it. Exactly. Mm. I think I will. So, um, look, I tell you what, let's, um, let's have a quick break and let's, um, let's have a chat with Scummy Mummies now. Yeah. So we spoke to them just ahead of then um, and Helen was going to run and she was hoping to get in under an hour, um, which she talks about on the podcast. <laughs> Um, spoiler. Do you know whether she, she does? She did. Yay! So, uh, yay! Um, so yeah, so we spoke to them. Um, yeah, we had a lovely time having a chat with them, despite technical issues. Um, yeah. so and nerves. We... I was quite nervous to talk to Scummy Mummies. Yeah. I was a bit starstruck. Mm. Yeah, no, they are. They're lovely people, though, aren't they? So um, yeah, not nervous after a couple of minutes, but um, but yeah. So um, let's have a chat with them now, and then we'll come back after this and talk about a bit more v10k stuff i think and um some embarrassing moments yes i can't wait <laughs> if you like this podcast you will love women's running magazine right now you can read each issue every month right on your phone for just 2.99 a month that gives you instant access no matter where you are and you can read all our back issues too all for just 2.99 we are practically giving it away Use the following very long code at the checkout for this brilliant offer. WRSPR22POD. It'll be in the show notes too, just in case. Thanks for coming on, guys. Um, sorry for all the technical cock-ups. Um, it's lovely to have you here. I'm going to say that for the full time and I'll keep that in the recording. Um, Look, um, it's lovely to have you, Helen and Ellie, on the podcast from Scummy Mummies, who I personally love because I have personally seen you in person properly, although it was about almost a decade ago. Uh, and we've got you on because you're runners and you're comedians. So um, both of those things are great for us um, because we are neither. Um, so can you tell me about your running? I want to know how you got into it. Oh, yeah, certainly. So I used to do it before I had kids, which is for, for about 400 years ago now. Um, I, but just like nothing serious, never did any races or anything. I just did the couch to 5K. A lot of people did, did that a couple of times, I think. Um, and I was a bit into walking and stuff. So that was all good. And then you know how it goes. You, you know, got, I got married and I had kids and 
um, fitness, you know, it was it was a daily struggle just to stop my breasts spraying milk everywhere, let alone, um, you know, run around the park. That felt mm-hmm. like really a, a stretch too far, a stretch mark too far, as it were. <laughs> so um, uh, it was it was years later. And then it was was it 2018, Helen, when um, Bryony Gordon, who, of course, does loads of uh, running and has written actual books about it. And that she said to us, do you want to mm. do the marathon? And I was like, not not really. Um, <laughs> it sounds really hard. I hear it's really far. But then we looked into it and we started talking about it. And I thought, actually, that might be good, isn't it? Is that, I know I like running. I know I can run. I think everyone can run, actually. But anyway, I, I, I know it's something for me. So why don't we give it a go? And, and that's when you got involved, isn't it, H? Yeah, that's right. So I'd sort of started, um, you know, very, very basically. I think my first run was about 55 minutes long in terms of a five minute. And we had the wonderful Ruth Field on who wrote Run, Fat Bitch, Run. And she said, I'll run with you in Highbury Fields. And I went and run. And she said, just walk, run, walk, run. Uh, and I did a bit of catch to 5K and I did the race for life. And I think I did that in about 37 minutes. And then I think Bryony had seen that I'd done a bit of running. And she said, yeah, she remember. I remember we were sitting in a hotel bar, Ellie, and she texted us mm. and said, do you want to run the marathon in your pants? And we both sort of went, well, we love attention. We love getting our clothes off. <laughs> You know that why 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 not? Um, and it felt you know it did feel really doable. And that was before you know all the all the troubles began. As in <laughs> you know we were meant to run the London Marathon in April 2020, and of course that mm-hmm. was the month after the the world exploded. So you know and but we, we we were very much on track, and we got together and we got a marathon coach who was a local woman called Elkie Mace. And she's brilliant and she still coaches people now. And, um, yeah, we sort of, we, we both sort of wanted to do it, but let's, let's be clear. We, we, we run very different paces and we never actually run together, even though we're a double act mm. and we do most things together. You know, mm. we've taken a piss next to each other side by side on the side of a mountain in Nepal. Oh, that's lovely. I know. That's yeah. right. It's very romantic. It's very, very, the intimacy <laughs> is very high yeah. in the relationship. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, but we were very much running our own races um but yeah as we all know the world kind of changed quite dramatically just before um just before the big race so we've done all the work and then um yeah we didn't actually run the big thing until last october which was yeah october whatever it was 2021 um but yeah it changed my life absolutely changed my life taking it how's it how's it changed your life well, I think it's, you know, uh, for, for starters, you know, when you realise you can do something that you thought that you never could do or shouldn't do or wasn't for you, that ricochets into the rest of your life. And it gives you a confidence that 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 you kind of walk taller, you walk stronger in it and you think, no, I can do hard things. I can um, I can go fast or, or, or be part of something that felt um, impossible. And so mm-hmm. I think I think. It changed my life in many. I mean, obviously, the best thing that ever happened to me was Ellie Gibson. Let's let's not let's not fuck about here. That is the best, <laughs> that is that is the actual best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, and my children. Um, but uh, you know, I think I think it's one of those things that I yeah, being a bigger girl, being um, having you know lots of self confidence issues that has really transformed me. So I think that's been really good. And yeah, and again, I I I just think the community of women runners is fucking amazing you know what a cheer squad that exists with all these strangers going yay you did a run today i'm like oh my god this is glorious i can't give it up that bit's addictive as well the attention yeah. 
let's not yeah. pretend. Oh, yeah. Let's not pretend. Yeah. And, and so, like, <laughs> so, so how was the marathon? Because I've done it virtually. I've never done it in real life. And I'm supposed to be doing it this October. So, what, I mean, what's what was that experience like running it? Oh, it was absolutely amazing it was it was i mean I've, I've not done the virtual one so i don't know what your experience is like but it was it was like nothing i've ever i've ever um experienced and you know uh i've i've completed assassin's creed valhalla do you know what i mean i've, I've achieved some amazing Crikey. things yeah but um no it was the day itself was absolutely amazing it is what it's it's all the cliches that everyone says right it's all the crowds and feeling like you're part of something I'm from London. I was born here. So to be running around, you know, this city that I've lived in my whole mm. life and seeing all these bits of it. And I quite like that the marathon, you know, obviously you go over Tower Bridge and the Cutty Sark, blah, blah, blah. But what you don't sort of see as much in the papers is the shit bits. You, know, yeah. you go around <laughs> some of the really yeah. horrible grim bits of South London. And I'm from South London. So um, for me, that hey, has South huge... London. I'm from hey. there too. <laughs> oh, whereabouts are you from? Esther? Sydenham Forest Hill Border. Oh, that's what I'm. I'm Catford Forest Hill border, so there you Aww. go. I'm slightly scummier than you. I used um, to work in Boots in Catford. It is scummy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to work in Forest Hill Sainsbury's. Oh, we could be <gasps> here all day. We'll be oh. here all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it, all, all the things that everyone says, and I absolutely, I'm, I'm so glad I did it. It was, it was fantastic. It was, it was just a, a brilliant day that I'll never forget. And yeah, there, there is nothing else like it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't wait to do it. I'm just, um, I'm just so nervous about it because I just, I just think because like when I did like the virtual one, I just ran up and down like a local canal path, which was like flat as a pancake, and I'm just yeah, I'm worried about the nerves and and what that might do to like me or my gut or mm. anything like that. Did you? Have I, any? I feel. I was just going to say with 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 actually being able to like have it signposted for you, you know, the, you don't have to worry about your route. You don't have to worry about how many lengths of canal you need to do. You can just off you go. I think that's a bit less, bit yeah. less. And I think, you know, front. I feel like something might go wrong. You know, yeah, I, I had gut issues. I, I started being sick about mile 20, I think it was. Ah. Um, and that was a do with nerves. Obviously, I'd run. I wasn't I wasn't that nervous. To be honest. I'd run well, most of it by then. But it was mm. I think it was just to do with gels and blood. My, my stomach just couldn't take that much gels, basically. Even I practiced. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I've done all the things. Mm. But, th- but that's what I mean. You can prepare as much as you want. And I trained really hard. And that still happened to me. And of course, it was horrible. And of course, mm. I wouldn't, um, you know, given a choice, I wouldn't do that again. But then um I, it happened and I still finished the marathon and I'm I'm really proud I'm almost more proud of myself for having got through that yeah. do you know what I mean so it yeah. didn't and by no means did it it ruin the day for me um it just it it, it if anything it enhanced the sense of achievement that I've, I'd I you know it did go wrong and it was I still firmed it it was all right mm. so and tell me about your running now Ellie because you were saying that you've got knee issues yeah yeah and um, so i had knee issues sort of in them because this is the other thing so we started talking about doing the marathon in 2018 we were originally going to do it in 2019 and then we were like oh, it's a bit soon actually we do it in 2020 and then of course i can't remember something happened in 2020 i can't remember what what it was now but um <laughs> it all went tits up so but i kept on training throughout the whole thing and on holidays and when we were away for shows and stuff i trained really consistently um but yeah with i had knees knee injuries along the way um 
and they would put me out of action for a few weeks or months at a time then I have to start again blah 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 mm. and so by the time we got to the marathon anyway the point is um my knees had been through a lot and then they did a marathon uh, now the left one it's just not very happy with me it's just mm. a bit like oh for fuck's sake you know so it's a shame really so the physio did say to me like you once this marathon's done it's probably not a good idea to do any more you can do some mm. but it's you know uh, and I'd, i would quite like to be able to walk when i'm 85 so for me personally i've just gone yeah and i've tried to do 5ks and 10ks but that's and I've did, i did a few after marathon but that's yeah it's just not it's just not working out so i've 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 had to stop basically i've had to stop running um mm. but well, I has found that been stuff- sort of yeah i was going to ask like have you have you found a kind of another another outlet a bit um, cause, cause, you know, with, with kind of, uh, I personally find having to take breaks from running definitely takes its toll a bit kind of mentally. Like, have you found that you've had to kind of uh, find other ways to kind of direct that energy a bit? Um, yeah, definitely. And what I did was basically I joined a fancy gym. Uh, so nice. yeah, I, I was just like, well, you know, I'm going to treat myself. And originally I actually joined the gym to try and build up the knee strength. And so I'd have a treadmill, you know, and stuff like that. But then when all the knee stuff happened, I was like, no, I'm going to keep going. Um, and I started doing the classes there. So things like hit training, which, you know, is still hard on the knees, but it's not, it's very short time. And I do a class on a Monday, a bar class, like a ballet class, which I absolutely love. Cool. Um, so that's again for, for I started to do it for strength in the legs, but actually it's good for your arms and it's brilliant. And I and I started swimming now, so it's more of an all-round thing. And the best thing about the fancy gym is uh that there's a little spa there, so there's little jacuzzis and steam rooms oh. and saunas. Oh my god. So here's the thing that I know like when you talk about this, especially when people like especially talking about running always go, Oh, it's great, you just need a pair of trainers and you just put your trainers and go, and you don't need a gym membership. And do you know what? Having a gym membership is bloody brilliant. It's really good. <laughs> and if you're if you're privileged enough to be able to afford it, which luckily now I am, when I started running, I could I was I was I couldn't have afforded it. Um mm. but luckily now I'm working full time and stuff, I can do it. Um it's bloody brilliant and I don't think there's any shame in it. Stop trying to shame me, Holly and Esther. We're terrible shamers. No, but I'm what? I'm really just thinking about that. I'm thinking about how much I'd like to be in a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking if I paid for a fancy gym membership where I could go and uh, yeah sit in a kind of sweaty room afterwards i'd love that <laughs> i'm all it, for that it's when well, it's motivational because it makes you do the class because that's the treat afterwards yeah and it also with the running it's like well, i know i can go, go and do a k on a treadmill and if it all goes horribly wrong i can just go and sit in some hot water and instantly feel better yeah yeah, so, nice. <laughs> yeah so it's been good and it, i i look you know and i love running and i had an amazing time as i say the marathon was one of the best days of my life training for it i love the training of course there were hardship days like there is for everybody but yeah. I, I i really there was something about having all that solitary time and again all the cliches people say about running i loved mm. it um but if i'm completely honest i don't miss it that much i yeah. miss it less than i thought i would um because <laughs> it was such a big part of my life for literally years and at the moment i'm quite enjoying doing something different but i'm hoping to get yeah, back into it just just not not today I'll yeah just, yeah we'll see yeah fair enough yeah. but meanwhile you still are running aren't you Helen 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm running um, probably every second day at the moment. I'm really enjoying it. I just I've come back from Australia. I was there for three weeks, and one of the loveliest things was that um, because I'm training for the marathon this year, I, I kept up that um, training, and I was like running by the ocean or running by the river or, or whatever. And and last year when I was on holiday, like a twat, I was in Ibiza and I did a half marathon by myself um, because I ha- it was in my training schedule. Mm-hmm. So. So I, I've enjoyed, and, and Ellie and I have spoken about this as well, because when we're on tour, we're like, well, we've got to do an 8K today and we might be in Leicester or we might be in, you know, Wales or something. And, and I think running gives you this amazing opportunity to kind of get out into the countryside and, and see things. But also, obviously, there's the massive mental health thing. And for mm-hmm. me, being on holiday usually sweats out the disgusting booze and food <laughs> I've eaten the night yeah. before. Um but yeah, I, I, and I've said this recently on a podcast. I was, I was quite hesitant about taking on the marathon this year because Ellie wasn't doing it. And I sort of felt a slight bit of guilt because it's, you know, Ellie's got a sore knee. And, and I thought, oh, am I being a bit selfish? But, um, my marathon, I really enjoyed last year. I, you know, I, I jogged the whole way. I did it in just under six. It was a really, it was a really pleasant thing. I, I stopped and hugged people. I, I finished and I smiled. I, you know, it wasn't, it, I, I did, I, you know, it was a big thing, but I didn't find it uh, really, really hard, but I didn't push myself as hard as I could. And then this year I thought, actually, this is the marathon I want to really fucking fang it i want to see mm. what my body can do mm. and um yeah and in the last year um i've lost quite a lot of weight and so uh, you know through that and through i do a lot of um strength training and boxing and things like that um i've just got stronger and faster and mm. and, and and now not as fearful of speed training like i was you know i just you know, i'm carrying nearly four stone less around and it does make a difference in terms of um you know my pelvic floor for instance like before i used to stop for like three wees doing a 10k and i know we're talking about women and running now i don't stop for a wee and i'm faster and all there's all these sort of factors that mm. help 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 me get better really it's really nice not having to stop for a wee i must say i mean <laughs> I mean, you know, it does, does just, it just disrupt the flow, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but I think... It's um, interesting, though. I think I've gone the other way and I hadn't made that connection because I've put on quite a lot of weight since I, when I, since I first started running, mm. ironically. Um, and, yeah, I think I do need more wheeze. Really yeah. thought about that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just more, it's just a bigger impact on your body. You're just, you know, you're carrying a, a, ba- a mm. backpack, uh, and, and, it, and it does, it does impact you in different ways. So I think, I think that, that's that. But I, I just, I just really fucking love it. And I, I live on quite a steep hill. So I can't not do hills every time I do a run unless I like walk to a flat bit. Um, mm. so, so I've got really into, uh, into that. But yeah, I, I just, I just love everything that running gives me really. Um, apart from really fucking flat boobs because uh, I've lost weight <laughs> really really cross about the state of my tits let me just get that out there well, um, can, I, can I say from someone I, I haven't lost weight but my boobs are flat already so yeah. you know just just join me with the flat boobs yes, club. that's fine I will I will <laughs> I'll fucking do that um yeah but yeah so <laughs> but no, no, it's good but I yeah I this year uh, last year I ran the marathon just under six and now I'm aiming for just under five 
So I want to shave a good one hour wow. off, and I, th- I feel I can can do it. Um, yeah, so I've got I've got a race next week. I'm doing the Vitality 10K. I was wondering if you're doing that. I'm doing that too. Oh, I'll say hello. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to try and do that in under an hour. And the last time I did that, I did it in 90 minutes. So every everything sort of, you know, from someone who was very frightened of doing um, mm. things. And, and, you know, I got so much strength and inspiration from Ellie. Ellie was so focused. And I think, um, mm. but, yeah, but also I went through a horrific life trauma in that I, two years ago, I found out my husband had an affair for four years. And so that was just before lockdown. I don't know what was worse, lockdown or him, probably him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um and so I've had to confront some pretty scary things and do some hard shit. So, yeah. And and also I found an Ellie. Ellie speaks about this actually in the book that I wrote called Get Divorced, Be Happy. When you're really fucking angry, a good run will really kind of flush it out. And and there is something quite amazing about running hard and swearing very loudly. It's very, very good for your mental health. I don't know what the rest mm. of you are like. Having a swear and a run is is bloody awesome. oh yeah both at the same time yeah I, yes I do, I do a number yeah. of cry runs as well I quite oh, like cry oh, oh i love a cry yes. run yes <laughs> yeah we've talked before on the pod actually about how we a few things swearing out loud audibly whimpering when it gets really hard <laughs> yeah. we do a bit of that that's sometimes quite cathartic yeah and lots oh. of fuck sakes fuck sakes yeah, yeah. yeah huge amounts of those yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, we would we talked about your book last week um, because uh, who was I? T- I was talking. Uh, I can't remember if it was Holly I was talking to or someone else. Um, you lovely people blend into one. Mm. Um, but I was, yeah, I was talking about that book because I was just saying that how it seems as if, and following you on Instagram and stuff, it's like you've kind of made divorce like a sort of destination. Like it, it looks, you've made it look very attractive. But I, I, I do understand that it was probably not an attractive journey to, to kind mm. of get there. What, tell me about the book. What, what, um, what made you want to write it all down? Well, I mean, funny enough, it was it was Penguin who approached me about six months after I got divorced because I'd started talking about it and Ellie and I did a podcast about it about three months after it had happened. And they said, look, we really love that you're being really positive about being a single mum and a single woman. Do you want to write a book? And I was so mad at that stage. I hadn't really slept. I was basically a borderline chain-smoking alcoholic. And I was like, yeah, I could write a book. Um, so I wrote 80,000 words um, in about four and five months four or five months and it was it tracks the first year of getting separated and it was an incredibly cathartic angry honest brutal account of of what it's like but also the joy of discovering that you you're you're going to be okay and so the book is sort of a uh yeah it's a sort of it's a cheer squad and and I, and, and I have to really very much check my privilege because when I got divorced I reached out to a community of women that Ellie and I built up over the scummy mummies and mm. you know I I I and not to name drop but you know I got personal messages from people like Davina McCall and Sarah Milliken and Gabby Roslin and really amazing women who have all been through divorce and said you know call me if you want to and all that sort of thing and that was that was extraordinary but apart from that or or in, in in addition to that, just all these women who'd gone through it held my hand virtually. And mm. I thought, I have been lucky enough to that and I want to give everything that I've been given that got me through back to everyone else. The sad thing is that I can't replicate Ellie Gibson because, to be honest, Ellie is the one who held me together the most and is oh. amazing. 
She's she's she knows it. Um, she knows she's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, did you mention? Well, I'm not really listening. What was that? No, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's it's like Pavlog's dog. Every time I say divorce, Ellie actually goes into a coma. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah um so but yes i i very much knew that i was being held by an army of women and yeah. to be able mm-hmm. to give that back is, is 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 a joy because not everyone can go oh hey um you know philippa perry world leading psychotherapist teach me how to tell my children how um their parents are going to get divorced so it was it was sort of a conglomeration of that um yeah but i was listening like, you're saying you just you just wanted to give back to people and also it was about me and how great I am and that's why Helen's giving me all the royalties from the sales <laughs> of her but isn't that right Helen is that that's, I mean, right. that's logical, that's logical. <laughs> I'm buying you a second car just doing it out the goodness <laughs> of your heart to give me the money that's right just start giving back how yeah. come you guys are friends I thought that comedy oh, well, are mean, supposed to hate it. each other aren't they are they I think that's the ones with the penises, to be honest. <laughs> ah, yeah, there we go. Uh, the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny. We we have talked to um, male double act men about, <laughs> is that comedians? What's the word? Um, about that. And, and one of them did say to us, you know, I think with men, um, I think he said, I think with ours, I think there was too much competition. I think someone always wanted to be the top dog. And then we wanted to go off in different directions with the comedy and we couldn't agree on it. And it just sort of all went wrong. And that's mm-hmm. not specific to that double act. I think that's happened to a lot. If you look at the ones who are still together, with the exception, obviously, of Anton Deck and Morecambe and Wise, who are just, are just from a, another planet that's <laughs> better than all of us where we'd all like to live, let's be honest. And <laughs> yeah. um, if you look at people like French and Saunders, you know, they're the ones that have really stood the test, test of time compared to Newman and, Newman and Medeal or, you know, Aid Edmondson and Rick Mayo. That, you know, so anyway, it's mm. interesting. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know if that's the thing, but certainly, yes, our, we met at the same time and we became, we well, obviously we met at the same time. That's how meeting works. <laughs> we met doing comedy, um, at a similar stage and then we became friends as we, we became a double act quite quickly. Um, as we were becoming friends. So both the friendship and the double act have evolved sort of separately and together over the years, if that, if that makes sense. And I think yeah. that's mm. been, I think that's been quite a good thing for us. I think it's been quite healthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 also, you know, Ellie and I have, have sons exactly the same age, and we live. We both live in Forest Hill. We've got all these sort of points of connection, uh, and and also, I think you know, we are funny some of the time. Ellie m- more so than like you know, like seventy five, twenty five. Um, but you know, like, <laughs> um, but 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 I think um, people love seeing us dicking about as friends more than more than anything else because it reminds them of their friendship and I think there's there's yeah. a value in that and I do think female friendship is far more superior than male friendship oh my god yeah oh my yeah, god yeah let's and be it's just honest. and it's yes. so it's so relatable when I think back to when I saw you uh I think it was 2013 I think um so it must have been quite early doors for you guys then um mm. but I remember then because I went with an NCT group to see you very classic classic group of of kind of very very sad milky women um <laughs> and we and I just remember you saying something about frozen fish fingers and there was so but it was the relatability you were so relatable 
and you got on so well together and everything you said we're you know we're all in the audience going oh my god that's me oh my god that's me (laughs) god I love it apart from when you put the cat suits on and we're like oh my god I would never do that (laughs) 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 but you still wear the cat suits now right Oh, absolutely. There are people people get cross if we don't wear them. They become our signature thing. And it's not like we're, we're male comedians, so you can just come out in a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. Put some fucking effort in, you know. There, there's a, we're a whole, we have to have a whole van now because of the props and costumes that we, <laughs> that we love. But, yeah, it's a joy. And, you know, um, I can't I can't even articulate how lovely it is to see a whole theatre of women laughing at jokes that Ellie and I have written and performed. And that's, that, that's a real, you know, what a fucking gift that is to be paid, to be paid to to talk about your old saggy tits and get some, (laughs) and get women laughing. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I feel very lucky most days, um, you know, to do what we do. Um, But, you know, Ellie and I were saying like, you know, we'll just keep doing it until it's not fun. And so far it's been a fucking riot and that's nearly 10 years. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. So, uh, well, I'm not saying that's amazing because I would never have believed it, but I certainly did believe it back then. It was just, um, I remember we were just like completely overwhelmed by it. I think, um, oh, that's what I was going to ask actually was the, the, the cat suits. Would you ever run in them? Are they runnable? No, not runnable. No, we've been, we've been asked and things, but they do, <laughs> they can be a bit chafy that you can't really wash them. So some of them you can, but they're never really very clean and um, they do smell already. So I think, (laughs) you know, I did um, quite near the start of lockdown, I did do a run in a Spider-Man outfit. Um, I did because they closed the schools and I had to do a marathon training run. And when it was all a bit new and weird and exciting is the wrong word, wrong word, but new, it was a new No, thing. I know what you mean. It was sort of, it was a bit like the Christmas bit between Christmas and New Year or something, wasn't it? That beginning of lockdown bit that felt a bit, it did weirdly feel a bit, a bit of a novelty. It was a novelty. Yeah, and we didn't know how long at that point, in my yeah. brain anyway, it was like, oh, well, this will be a few weeks. We didn't know it was going to be like months before we could go into WH Smith safely. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. um, anyway, at that point, I I had to do this long marathon training run because, again, I thought I was still doing the marathon in April. Um, and I did it. I had just lying around. I happened to have a full adult size Spider-Man costume. <laughs> uh, so I just I did that and I just put it on the class WhatsApp group and I just went all the I went round all the kids' houses and just waved at them. Some of them were like, they were like, why is there a Spider-Man with tits and a Catford accent outside my house, mummy? This is a bit strange. And why are they running? And it was all a bit weird. But I think I did about two and a half hours in the end. I ran it was extraordinary. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit mad, but uh, I quite enjoyed that. And I had, again, I had the full, it wasn't just like face paint or anything. I had the full mask, the full banana. Um, oh, so I got beat what's at the, by what's a lot the of mouth? Uh, ventilation like with that oh i can't remember now i don't think there is one you know <laughs> no it's a bit of mesh full face yeah it's yeah. a bit of mesh maybe i was more concerned um, about the um the sweat wicking uh you know the, I, I bet there wasn't but it wasn't technical fabric it was, was it? no and this was bad as well i had a little i couldn't take my phone with me because no pockets or nothing right so i just had had a little printed out map of all the kids who'd said they wanted me to visit their house <laughs> 
and which made me feel like Father Christmas. I was like, oh, this is marvellous. Oh, yeah. But of course, but it has full gloves, the suit. So as I was running round, I folded this map up very small, just put it in my hand. And then it just got sweatier and sweatier till the end of the thing. It was like when you leave a tissue in the washing machine, it was just like this sort of horrible little globule of sweat and tree fibres. I was trying to, oh, number 47, right. So yeah, oh. it was something to do. It was a laugh. Oh, that's good. Um, Helen, I'd, I'd really like your tips because I'm doing the um, I'm doing the 10K on Monday and I've mm. done no speed work. I've done nothing. I've just been plodding. Right. So I need last minute tips. And what are you going to do to get it under an hour? What have you been doing? Uh, yeah. So um, I've been sort of training the last sort of three months. And so I've been doing hills. Yeah, she's done three months, Esther, and you're doing it when Monday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's saying to you. She's saying go back in time three months and make yeah. better choices. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my my from from today really just rest rest get as much sleep hydrate as I much can as do you that can. yeah yeah okay. and that because <laughs> I you like that Esther Esther you've already done the work you you know you can run just enjoy it on the day but have two really good nights sleep have a good carb loading have a good breakfast um Monday morning and my my marathon coach just emailed me about an mm. hour ago and said um make sure you have a drink halfway through um do have a gel halfway through as well because you know it's a different sort of pacing conditions and just enjoy it it's one of the loveliest 10ks you can absolutely do and my my mantra is you all get the same medal and it doesn't matter if I finish 10 minutes before you or 10 minutes after you, we all get the same medal and just enjoy it. So it doesn't matter how fast you're going to do it. It's fucking lovely. All right. And we're all, we're all, we're all run 10 K that's it. And so you, you'll feel great. And, and, and um, if you don't put any pressure on yourself, then, you know, you're not. So, so that, that would be my advice. And I didn't, I didn't do crazy training before the last one and I really loved it, but you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'll get under 10. So my, my aim is to run at about five minutes, 50 for each K. So basically a sub six minute K and that, and that equals, less than an hour basically <laughs> that's the maths yeah. um mm-hmm. so I'm, each I'm, k has to be under under six and that's it and then that'll okay. get me over the line um but yeah so what do you what are you aiming for then esther but roughly the same roughly the yeah. same um although i'm way more imperial than metric so it's less than just under a smidge under 10 minute miles basically yes yes exactly 10 minute miles that's yeah. the way. yeah and, <laughs> and 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 you know it doesn't matter if you go under or or over or whatever um so i think i think that's it but it is they'll cheer your name and all that so just put your name on your um on your t-shirt and yeah. that's a lovely thing that's always a lovely thing so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had one once where I had my full, I put my full name on the, I didn't realise that this was what they would print on the shirt. I just thought they were asking me what my name was for like, you know, bureaucracy's sake. And then they printed Miss Holly Taylor on my thing, (laughs) which was mortifying having people shout that at me when I went past. Don't go, Mrs. Esther Newman. Don't go, okay. Mrs. Esther Newman. No, but, doc, doctor, doctor, yeah, pr- sorry, the doctor, Reverend, the doctor, Reverend <laughs> yeah. Esther Newman. I think just go Newman, <laughs> and then you get people shouting, Gary. Newman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. 
<laughs> whichever Neiman they fancy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I won't understand what's going on because I still refer to myself by my maiden name. So I'd, I'd be like, ooh. <laughs> I, I, never, I never changed my name. I've always only been Helen Thorne. So I, I, yes, I don't know what that's like to have a different name. It's not nice. And I wish I'd never done it, but don't tell my husband. He. <laughs> Your husband he edits calls. these. Your husband he Let's does. He might hear. He might hear. hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> First son's middle name is Paul, actually, just so that we could. Excellent. Oh, yes. that's oh well done. wonderful. That's yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> 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 guys thank you so much for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and Aww. seeing you properly for the first time properly yeah. thank you for having us we're big fans of the magazine i still even though i'm not running at the moment i do like to lounge sometimes in my in my expensive uh rented jacuzzi and uh, <laughs> and read your lovely magazine and go oh gosh uh, gosh i remember that that was fun wasn't it it was, was quite hard though <laughs> so thank you thank you for that Absolute Aww. pleasure. Excellent. Thanks, guys. And good luck with the kitchen. Um, I can see that still. Oh, yeah. That's that's the marathon in it's that's good. That kitchen is gonna take as long as it would take someone to train for the fucking marathon, and it's gonna cost a lot more money. So, you know, yeah. it's I as, showed as one of your early worth it. Oh, it will be. It, well, I know everyone says that, but I showed an early video of yours to my husband just towards the arse end of when we were getting ours done. And we did, we had little, little tears of happy cry <laughs> laughter. And it's like, ah, uh, yeah, I remember. I re- it was just, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I would say again, just, I'm really enjoying the marathon metaphor now. I would say we are, we are about mile 18. Ooh, I, do, okay. I do feel a no. bit like vomiting. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is the shit bit, it's, but it's it's like you've done most of it. But as yeah. you know, it's like it's the half is not really halfway, is it? In the mouth, no. that's no. Uh, halfway no. somewhere way beyond that. So uh, we've we've technically we've done most of it, but the we're we're in the shit, uh, and there's still a little way way to go. But we're have, going to have an enormous pint of lager at the end, and it's all going to be fine. We're going to yeah. get the medal. We know we're going to get the medal. You will. Yeah. And yeah. actually, I have to say, it was that fu- it was the final two weeks of the whole thing yeah. that was amazing because that was tiling. Oh. I, I was like, ah, <laughs> it's come together. Oh. <laughs> that makes me feel better because I was literally was on the phone this morning ordering three hundred pounds worth of more tiles. So yeah. that's that's good. That's oh, good. It's amazing. Thank you, Esther. You've, and you've, it goes up like that as well, so it's really quick. And it's like, right. as long as you're not doing it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God, no, not doing never, any of it. Never. Mate. No. <laughs> if, I, if I could pay these builders to run the marathon for me, I'd be signing yeah. up again. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. It's lovely speaking to you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Hopefully, see you on Monday, Helen. Oh, I'd love that. I really. Oh, good, good luck, luck. Guys, Good luck. Thank, Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. All right. Take care. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. We've launched ourselves onto Patreon as we need your help to keep going. Please support us at patreon.com forward slash women's running with whatever you can, and you'll get some lovely patron only perks. You can support us from as little as £2 a month and every patron helps us continue to produce a podcast that has at least 10% running content in it every episode. And we're back! Yeah, Yay! are we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm sure I had some more stuff to say about um, Vitality. Um, I was going to say... 
um, do you know, by fluke, I managed to wangle a ticket to the hospitality tent, which is the kind of the VIP area, which I am not one. Oh, um, I managed to get it weirdly through my stepmom, um, who's doing some other stuff. Anyway, so I, I got this, this ticket, which, oh. which was really nice because it meant that I had access to really, really posh toilets and a free lunch. Oh, that was nice, wasn't that? Oh, what did you have for your lunch? What was your lunch? Oh, it was a chicken Caesar salad. Thanks for asking. But also, Ooh. even better, a San Pellegrino limonata. Oh, oh, those are my, whenever, they're, they're the highlight of my meal deal. Don't, cheese oh sandwich God. or whatever, don't care. Yeah. But I'm getting the meal deal so I can get one of those. They're just the best. Oh. I mean, blood orange, I have to say, is my fave. But is the, it? Yeah. Aranciata or something <laughs> it says on it. <laughs> The one. <laughs> love it but yeah that hit of like bubbles and sugar oh yeah. my god it was absolutely bad. and it was right by the finish line so it was I was able to just sort of stand up from a chicken Caesar salad and see Bryony and Sharifa and that lot all finish um so it's, yeah I know so it was I love that, it it sounds amazing yeah so that was it was really nice and it was so it was so well organized it's that really nice thing of like finishing the race getting your medal, banana, t-shirt if you wanted it, going into the village, picking up my, I picked up my bag in about 10 seconds flat. That's always the bit where you're thinking, oh God, it's going to be a pain in the ass. And it just wasn't. Um, and then went off and found my dad and, and got the train home. And it was all just like, yeah, it was lovely. Super, super simple. Really, really easy. So yes, thoroughly recommend. But um, okay. also what I quite liked about it was it was slightly, the terrain was slightly it was flat, but a little bit different from Berlin because Berlin was like pancake travelator flat. It was as if they'd put a spirit level on it. It was so flat. Whereas this, there was some a, a couple of very, very minor undulations. Mm. Not so much that you would feel it that much on the going up, but on the going down was like an absolute blessed relief. Perfect. So, yeah. So it was that was that was really nice actually. Um, yeah, and it was because it's only 10k, it did, it did whip past. It was quite nice and fast. Mm. Um, but I did, uh, my other thing that I did was, you know, how like we're always banging on about, uh, never try something new on race day. Mm -hmm. And every single time I do race day, I always do something new. Oh, I'm no. What did you do? Well, this time, I rocked up to the start line, well, not quite to start line, to the, to the village, wearing my little hydration pack mm. with some precision hydration in it and, you know, bits and pieces. And I looked around at the 13,000 runners and noticed that no one at all, because it's a 10K, no one was wearing a, a pack. And I thought, everyone's going to laugh at me. Oh, no. So I th at the very last minute, I took it off. Because, I mean, it does look like I'm just about to head off to do like a 30-mile ultra, right? That's what it looks like. So I, yeah. in, at the last minute, I unpacked it. I put it back into the little bag and I handed it in and um, regretted it from like that moment because I'm so used to running with it. <laughs> so I'm used to having little sips. And mm -hmm. also I find it is a relief as well because it's like a, like an emotional thing um, that – or it's like a kind of mind game Yeah, that I know if I feel – if I feel like that, just the tiniest hint of a cramp in my leg, I think, oh, I'll just have a little bit of electrolytes and that will go away. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the thing that makes it go away, but certainly the kind of the placebo effect of drinking it does make it go away. Yeah. Um, and of course, I didn't have that. Yeah. So, I mean, like 
we've talked quite a lot about we talked about nutrition stuff last time on the pod didn't we and, and the yeah. fact that you can overdo it but I do think with liquid unless we're talking like overdoing it to a point that you're gonna feel it sloshing around inside you and it's gonna be uncomfortable you're gonna make yourself weak yeah. or whatever that like I think usually the the issue is not drinking enough water and compensating for the amount that you're going to lose so mm. I think who cares if people are going to laugh at you bring your hydration vest to your 10k bring it to park run who cares yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have thought about doing that yeah um, but yeah yeah oh, I need to show you I got the most I don't I don't know where it is I know it. can I show it to you on the pod yeah yeah show me what you know about this because you've organized for it to be sent to me but I'm so excited about it have I what have I done have I done something nice? Yeah. I probably haven't. She's reaching behind her and she's picking up. I'm picking up a hydration vest. Oh, she's got a hydration vest. I've got this hydration vest. Look at this. She's got herself a bladder. Look at the size of this bladder. Oh, brilliant. That. I'm so excited. And I've and I've got a full on a full yeah, on yeah. tube. So a now- full <laughs> on tube. I'm what? so excited to try it. What's the make of the pack? It's a Cathlon. It's, oh, they're perfect. Yeah. So, and they're great. I love those hydration packs as well. The, the bladder things, they, they're, they're really good from Tecathlon. I am it's so, so excited about it. It's so good. But you, I'm going to take it to a park. Oh, sorry. I'm so excited. I've smacked the microphone. I hope that didn't make a noise. Yeah, no, no, do, do practice. Do practice with it. You have to. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah. Otherwise it I feels think, weird. Because, because I did make the mistake of wearing my other hydration vest that I've got. To be fair, it's not as good quality as that one. So, yeah. I think maybe that was that was partly the issue, but I did make the mistake of wearing that for a long run once, and it chafed the inside of my arms to shit. Oh God, yes, I've had that. I've had that. It's yeah, horrible, and it was and also horrible around my neck and stuff like that. But yeah. I think so you've got um, to practice. You've got to take the moral of the story is you've got to take your hydration pack to park run. <laughs> you totally have to take your hydration pack to park run. But the other thing is, like, it's it's not it's to not just expect that oh my that, god sorry i keep leave that mic alone sorry um, it's to not expect that all hydration packs are the same because they're not or all bladders are the same because they're not and like and i made that mistake in because I, I all i have to do is think of all the races i've run and all the new stupid things i've done on race day but brighton half i had a new back i had a new hydration pack but i'd run in that before but i was trying a new bladder Mm. which was a bit more kind of I'd spent money on it I thought it was really good it is good it is a good one but I wasn't used to it and the bladder wasn't used to my pack that I had and so I ran with it and it just constantly annoyed me all the way around um so but I did feel like yeah I felt like a bit of a burke turning up to a 10k with like you know a, a proper heavy duty the sort of I won't name any names but I mean it is the most gorgeous hydration pack and mm-hmm. but it is the sort of thing that you would see like jasmine paris wearing or damien yeah. wearing if they were doing like some mega five-day multi-stage ultra Did with no sleep crampons and walking sticks as well i i i decided not to add the poles but yes i could i could well have done that so um yeah oh, oh anyway, i love each to their it own. though i love it ultimate keen no. ultimate keno is <laughs> all I, yeah I very concerned about hydration and electrolytes so yeah you know, good that's for you thanks. but thanks, i also think interesting moral of the story if you are like esther and you usually run with a hydration vest mm. i bet you didn't drink a huge amount of water before the race 
No, I don't know. I'm no. making assumptions. That, well, I'm used because to you're sips. used to be, yeah, you're yeah. used to having sips, and so last minute ditching it could yeah. mean you're quite dehydrated. So if you are usually a, a sipper, then yeah. either keep sipping or remember to chug before. <laughs> Yeah. And also, as we know from these conversations, it's not just about water, is it? It is about electrolytes. It's about sodium. So like I I might have had a glass of water. Well, I I did. I I got water from the water station on the way round, but that's just water. That's not salts. Yeah. And as we all know, I am a heavy sweater. So, you know, that's not enough Mm -hmm. for me. What I need is salt. Um, So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. God, it's all gone quite wise, hasn't it? I know. This is ridiculous let's move on to embarrassing moments and unwise ourselves okay. right. speaking of your I know you you've got one haven't you and I've got one that I found this morning that right. I can't remember whether you said you were going to read but I love it so much and it, you're you talking about posh lose reminded me okay well I had two um but um I don't know who's your who's yours by okay mine is by Oh, sorry, I've gone off it so that I could find our... Um, it's by Fiona Tideswell. Oh, go on, do that one then. So Don't do that find one. Out. Yeah, yeah, Right, What's so this one moment? I was reminded of because of the fact that you're talking about race toilets. Mm-hmm. And I just love the way she's written this, so I'm going to read it as she wrote it. Yeah. She said, hi, Esther and Holly. Love the podcast. Love the chats you have together the most. Hmm. Oh, she also says that she wants to be friends with us both. She very much is. She um, is. So, sorry, I just ra- re- read the bit sort of plugging us to just give us a bit of an ego boost here's the story so she's got she's she's got this embarrassing story and since we brought this up she's wants to tell this one so it's a toilet incident related one Uh you know spoiler alert uh so it was a big half marathon that she had in the east of england a few years ago warm sunny day in early october she says and she's hoping for a good time I quite liked as well that she specified as in a fast run, not a night out. Because when I first read that, (laughs) hoping for a good time. Fiona, hoping for a good time. So (laughs) she's hoping for a good time. Time. So I patiently queued for the loo. There were plenty of portaloos, fortunately. I used the loo, flushed it, applied gel to the hands, unlocked the door, and the door was stuck. Really stuck. I pushed it and pushed it, and it just seemed to buckle. Yes, I am that strong. The race start was getting closer. I could hear the announcer on the tannoy, and the music was playing. You get the idea. No one could hear me banging on the door to be rescued. Oh, no. I was starting to panic. This is honestly my worst nightmare. I was starting to panic. A race toilet is not a place to be stuck in, as I'm sure the listeners can imagine. Yeah. Eventually, the door moved, and I was free. A fellow runner had become impatient that she'd been taking a while in the loo. So they just assumed that it must be empty. There's no one in and had yanked the door open and, and heard her inside and freed her. She said she didn't quite get the time she hoped for. It was 13.25 miles on her Garmin though, not 13.1. So she had the the classic pesky extra mileage. Um, But it is a story I have possibly overshared, but thought you'd like, she said, never oversharing. I loved it to bits. Never oversharing. Oh my God. God, that's hellish. Absolutely, Absolutely hellish. Can you imagine sort of no. calling or wave four to the start line, please? <laughs> wave four to the start line. Oh my God. Oh my God. Absolute oh, nightmare. Also, Thank stuff you, like Fiona, for that is horrible. It really made me laugh. Yes, she's right. Imagine, oh. imagine being stuck in the sort of chemical smelling smell. of that. Nut- 
blue, that nasty oh. blue liquid. <laughs> The blue smell plus poo. Yeah. Plus door that doesn't open. Oh my God. It doesn't, it doesn't do the job to cover the poo, does it either? <laughs> no. And you have to sort of, it's not really flushing, is it? You're just no. sort of yeah, using it three times. Gear stick. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> grim. Grim. Anyway. Gribbles, gribbles. That one, as soon as you were talking about portalies at the race and having posh ones, I thought of Fiona and yeah. her, her portaloo woes. Oh, bless Fiona. Well, I was going to move on then to, um, this isn't an embarrassing moment, but, and, and it's an anonymous listener uh, who had had a question, actually. Okay. And I thought that we could move on to this, uh, or we could end with this, um, because I think I have, well, I've got a couple of answers for her. So um, this is from a lovely listener. She says, I'm currently training for my first marathon, and I've come up against an embarrassing issue that I need help with. As a woman of a certain age and having had three children, my pelvic floor is having trouble on the long runs. Uh, she does the squeezes regularly, but find I need the backup of pads on her long runs, which is mm-hmm. fine, she says. I've got no problem using them and they keep me dry till I get home. However, the way they're designed has a sort of ridge of elastic that rubs. So I can understand this. And mm. I end up suffering more from the sore red lines that appear on my bum than I do from DOMS. Oh, Yeah. So she asks, have you or anyone you know got a solution? So I'd be interested to see um, if you guys have any ideas here. But from my perspective, I would not run wearing a pad. Um, So because I I just think particularly like she's found like on a long Mm. run, I would find a pad would be irritating and could chafe for sure. So I would be more inclined to invest in a pair of period pants. Mm-hmm. So I always like, particularly like when I was doing the trail run the week before last, my period was uh, three days late at that point. Yeah. Um, I'm, uh, and I, I remember writing a note then, but I didn't mention it at the time. I remember writing a note to sort of mention to you that I was uh, incredibly late coming onto my period for that run, which was a like a little additional worry because um, you just don't want that kind of that as well as no, everything else. Um, no. And it made me think I'm kind of documenting my perimenopause through this podcast. But anyway, so I was late coming onto my period. So I made sure that I wore those BP3 pants as well as black leggings as a kind of um, security. So those sorts of period pants, I think they can hold, I mean, at least a pad's worth of period or wee. Um if not, I think you get some quite heavy duty ones that can hold, uh, you know, up to sort of two or three times the sort of the volume of a pad. Um, so I would, I would use those. I used to, a uh, couple of, well, no, no, about a year ago and beyond, I used to use cups. And mm. <clears throat> at this, uh, this is just for period, obviously, and not for we. Um, but I, but period cap, cups, I think for trails, particularly for doing like a very long, tra- if you, if your period unfortunately coincides with, um, a lot, like a multi-stage or a long day out on the trails, then I think cups can be, if you, if you get the knack of them can be absolutely fantastic because you don't need to think about taking extra stuff with you. You just need to be able to yeah. wash your hands. Um, so I think those can be absolutely brilliant. But then, yeah, again, like, uh, as I say, that is just for period and not for we. Um, but for, for we, I would recommend having a look at nice, soft period pants, mm. which I think can do the trick. And also, I mean, there are companies that also make um, 
kind of uh, uh they make leggings or shorts yeah i've just got some shorts and they're they're really good i was i was gonna say i need to um it's it's not because i'm spoilt it's well i am extremely spoilt working for women's running but we have just had a bunch of stuff through because of our product awards um so i need to quickly look up who they are it's wuka w-u-k-a yeah Yeah, i've not had anything from them before but i've just Mm -hmm. had some shorts and yeah i'd highly recommend those if you want something that isn't going to feel too heavy yeah i wore them you could i'm sure you could wear them with you know with added stuff with a cup if we're talking periods with a you know panty line or a pad or something if we're talking other you know incontinence or whatever um Mm -hmm. but um I wore them with nothing and I felt like a a free woman it was bizarre but I loved it 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 was it was really you know really uninvasive yeah I didn't feel kind of like I was wearing a huge nappy and I definitely didn't get any kind of chafing or anything. But I don't know whether this, if you are somebody who feels that like you have to, like if, if you do feel you have to wear a pad and you wouldn't feel comfortable without it, mm. I can't quite imagine whether this would work, but I think it's worth giving it because I don't know exactly where the the big thick elastics would be. Yeah. But I would, I would always recommend the body glide stuff if you're having any kind of chafing of any description um I bought some when I was doing half marathon training a while ago and I use it whenever I run longer than maybe like seven or eight miles like if I'm going into kind of nine ten eleven then uh because I'm sure I've said on the podcast before I've had chafing that has involved bleeding bum cracks (laughs) oh yeah you did pleasant at all so I would just absolutely smother yourself in it it's very again it, it it doesn't get in your way it feels a little bit just like putting deodorant on it doesn't feel sort of like you're, you've got you're covered in vaseline or anything yeah. um it's not uncomfortable and it really makes a difference for me but those are my thoughts yeah good thoughts good thoughts because yeah that's um i do sometimes i occasionally to my cost forget about body glide um mm. and it's as the especially as the weather gets warmer um, and it's just the tiny little bits, um, usually around my neck because I'm wearing too many clothes and yeah. under my arms, you're right, is the, is the underarm chafe, isn't it? Against, mm-hmm. especially if you're wearing a hydration pack. Um, yeah, not, boob, not pleasant. Maybe you get boob ones, like some sports bras, I get a bit of under boob chafe if they're quite, sometimes ironically, if they're quite supportive and they've got quite a lot going on down there, they can be a bit yeah. chafey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then of course, you know below the belt is where I probably get the most out of my body glide so I'm I'm with her <laughs> uh man I think we've kind of we've solved a few issues there I think yeah, yeah it's uh yeah period pants body glide mm. yeah I think that's that's the way forward definitely the way I forward I to tell you the other day this is how much you talking about documenting your perimenopause on the podcast we really mm. are you know bearing all here i've got to tell you i'm back in the period club (gasps) holly oh i can't believe you're coming back in as i'm going out that's a bit unfair i know (laughs) well someone's got to you know take up the mantle (laughs) (laughs) bring up the rear (laughs) but i'm gonna i'm gonna try i think i think is a thing that i'm gonna give a go yeah i do i yeah i absolutely and i after experimenting with two or three different kinds 
I really like the Moon Cup, just the original Moon Cup. That was, um, mm, yeah, okay. the, the best for me. But it took me about three periods to get into it, to really, to get the trick of it. I kept on putting it in the wrong way, I think. Not like yeah, upside down, I wasn't that fucking stupid. But it was like, um, in the end, because although their language is not dressed up, it's not like kind of old school kind of Lillette language. It does, it does explain exactly where you need to put it and stuff. But it wasn't until I watched a non-rude video. And there was um, a woman who wasn't affiliated with Moon Cup or whatever. And she talked about something about particular kind of positioning. Okay. Uh, and that made all the sense in the world to me. And from that moment on, it was then perfect. Okay. Um, but yeah. I'm going to give it a go. I was just blown away by the amount of plastic, having not done it for ages, that tampons yeah. and pads and stuff cause. And also... Um, can I use this? Can be we can we're I'm wanging on now. We can do this question for another time, but <laughs> yeah, a food for thought before the next episode. Can yes. you have a moon cup if you've got a uh, IUD coil of some description, or yes, is it going to suction the whole coil out as my <laughs> nightmares have been predicting? <clears throat> no, it won't. And yes, you can. So, <laughs> um, yeah, because I think when I first started using it, I I did too. Um, and it's, it's positioned, if you position it correctly, it's positioned to kind of like around your cervix. So it kind of like if, if uh, oh, it's difficult to sort of explain it, but anyway, you'll see it on the video. Okay. Um, and, and when you, when you sort of release it, you just kind of press one side of it and that kind of makes it easy okay. to, to extract you. and you're not pulling out all your guts with it basically. <laughs> so yeah. It's fine. Okay. A bit like, you know, well, I don't know. It's piercing yeah, it, your packet of mozzarella rather than opening it so it doesn't explode. Yeah, sort that's of. The one. Is that a good that's, analogy? That's all the one. And I, but I think the main, the main big, massive thing about uh, like the huge benefit. I mean, there's so many benefits about using a cup, but one of the really, really big benefits, which I I remember sort of reading sort of five or six down the list, and it's like, no, 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 this should come up number one, is the fact that because it contains so much that as long as you don't bleed really heavily so it ended up not being quite so useful for me as a perimenopausal woman because my bleeds just got really really heavy um but if you're just a normal normal period person um then usually speaking you can put it in in the morning and then change it in the evening so all the concern about having to change it in Marks and Spencers or like going to a public loo or being at yeah. work or that you don't have that you, you just what a put dream. it in the morning and you've ch yeah I know I know so you never have and any also, that so okay the million pound question is we can cut this if this is a bit blue go can you do a poo with it in yes you can do a poo <laughs> with it in you can <laughs> you can that's However, another thing I worry about yes no you can definitely do it wait it doesn't it, it you cannot shoot it out like a ping pong okay, ball okay, okay. okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it might move down slightly but it won't come out like you're in some sort of amazing underground show it's, okay uh, yeah like a ping not, pong ball like a ping pong ball it will not come out like a ping pong ball it, okay yeah. <laughs> the more you know yeah, I know. I, I, God, I feel so wise. I didn't realise I had you, all this information honestly, in my head. Honestly, what a wise episode. We've, you've said things like <laughs> sodium. I have! You've... <laughs> <laughs> 
and cervix. And Yay cervix. for the wins! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, know. once again, Esther and I intended on recording for about 25 minutes. <laughs> I recorded for bloody hours. However, I've said two words I didn't even know until two years ago, which is cervix and sodium. So there we yeah. go. Exactly. It was, we just needed to stick around to prove that we could do that. Exactly. And I yeah. hope everybody enjoyed this one. Yeah. <laughs> More cervixes <laughs> and sodium next episode. Yeah. Next episode. In fact, there's plenty of embarrassing moments that we were going to talk about that we didn't have time to talk about. So yeah, they're coming. We'll, they're coming. We do, we, yeah, we will do them. We will do them. Promise. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our first supporters on Patreon. For the price of a coffee, you'll have our undying adoration and a couple of exclusive perks too. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running and join our gang. Happy running. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.